Welcome into the Harvest. I'm Andrew Stroud, and I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Lakeith Jones and Abigail Wilson. And I want to remind you that this show is dedicated to helping you live and share your faith in the everyday of modern life. Today, we're going to be talking about keeping the main thing the main thing. Abby and Keith, it's uh, good to be back. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's been a minute, but we're back. Yeah, it feels so good. It feels so good. A new year, new show. Let's go. Yeah, it's actually been, it was the end of September, I think, when we did our last show of season three. And so season four kicking off here in January is uh, is exciting. I feel rested. Do you guys uh, feel like we're ready for season four? <laughs> yes, I'm super pumped. I just put uh, my son down for his nap and I was like, don't come out of here because I'm about to report a, a, record a podcast. And he was like, I thought you weren't doing that anymore. And I, I had to let him know that, no, it was just a break. <laughs> yep, same. The little guy was asking me right when I left, like, are you going to cut here? Are you going to work? Are you meeting with somebody? And I was like, no, it's podcast time. We're back. So it was pretty exciting. We're back. Add that to your list, man. Right. <laughs> yeah, we do have some changes that we want to let folks know about for, with season four. The main one is that we're going to be doing this every two weeks rather than weekly like we did uh, last year. And one of the reasons for that is because each of us is we're in the harvest ourselves. So um, we're living this as well as trying to share it with you, our, our community online and over on YouTube and on Facebook and Instagram. So we hope that by doing it uh, every other week, you know, we'll be able to give you guys uh, good insights, good content, but also keep our sanity. So that's part of what we're doing with season four, but we're, we're alternating it. So every week there will be a blog or there will be a podcast show. So there'll still be into the harvest content for you guys every week. So if you're not subscribed, make sure you do. And if you're not following the blog, make sure you check that out because we've got great stuff coming out weekly, either with the show or with the articles on the blog. And another change that we're doing is the show format itself. Again, like the goal of this show is to help you live and share your faith in the modern challenges of, of life. And so we're going to be doing each week, we're going to start the show with a listener question, uh, a question from you, our listening community that you'd like us to speak on. So if that's if you have a question about following Jesus or helping others follow him that you would like us to address, then you can email that to us at info at into the harvest.org. And um, I'm really excited about this, this first segment of the show where we answer quest, uh, questions sent in by our listeners. And then we'll have uh, a main topic that we're going to be addressing that's relevant to being a disciple in the 21st century. And then a third segment that we're going to finish the show with each week is about faith and culture, something that's going on in the world around us and our thoughts about what does it look like to live faithfully for Jesus um, in the culture that he's put us, put us into. So I'm excited about it and hopefully it'll go well. So we're going to kick things off this week with a listener question that was submitted to us. And let me just read it. It says, how does someone trying to disciple someone else stay consistent when they are an, an introvert that is bad at communicating. So this is an introvert asking, how can they stay consistent? 
when they're seeking to disciple someone else. And we kind of laughed a little bit about this question being the first one we tackle since we have a, a panel of extroverts trying to give some insights here. But Abby, yeah. what, what do you think? Well, friends, lucky for you, I married an introvert. <laughs> so I'll just glean from my husband on this one. He disciples quite a lot of people, actually. And um, the way he does this is um, by being pretty regulated in regards to timers on his phone and alarms that go off. This is super unspiritual sounding. <laughs> so... Sorry for like moving the curtain aside for you, but (laughs) this is literally what happens. He has um, alarms on his phone that go off that say things like text so-and-so, see how they are. (laughs) (laughs) And that, that is helpful for him. And just like, he also says that it's dude brain, which I can let you guys speak to that. (laughs) That just like, he gets really focused on something else, Um, but he still really has a heart for people, which I really appreciate. So I don't think, you know, it matters whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. um, And as far as, you know, having a heart for others, having a heart for discipleship, it's just about working around it. Um, So it may not be your tendency to just be like, oh, I just want to be with other people and, you know, connect with them. But we can still do our very best to think about others and what they might need um, and then do whatever it takes to uh, to make that happen. So that's that's Brett's tip for you. Um, unsanctioned. I did not ask for his permission. So sorry, Brett. Um, so, yeah, Keith, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think that's a, I think that's awesome. Tell Brett. Thanks for that tidbit. That's really helpful. Yeah. And um, thanks, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew and I actually happen to know. Uh, Daniel Daniel Marsky, I think he came up with the question pretty well. Um, so I think for me, like introverts and extroverts uh, alike have to have a relationship with God first and foremost. Like it starts there. So the call for us, whether you're an introvert or extrovert, is the same. So it's really about figuring out those methods. So because I know Marsky, I know he's a Packers fan. So uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a great guy named Aaron from the Old Testament who paired up with a guy who was kind of an introvert, uh, Moses. It seemed like he started that way. He had a lot of speech uh, problems, but he stayed close to God, and God put somebody in his life that can help him, you know, and he really stuck He stuck with that guy. So I think the introverts are a little bit more gifted at um, making those deeper connections and going a little deeper because once you get them to open up and have energy when they're opening up, like uh, it's like uncharted <laughs> territory, you know? So, uh, yeah, Aaron, uh, not the Aaron from the Packers, that guy's lame, but the Aaron from the Old Testament, him and Moses, are, uh, they're a good example <laughs> of uh, introverts sharing their faith. Yes, I, I really like what you said, Keith, that it's about methods, and Abby, you sharing some of what you've seen Brett practice in his disciple-making, I think is really encouraging because it really doesn't need to be a showstopper that you're an introvert versus an extrovert. Um, It's really learning what works best for you. And like you said, Keith, learning how to listen to Jesus, but then also learning how to share that with others. Um, So I think um, those are are some some great inputs that you guys have. I know I'm married to an introvert as well, a very strong introvert. (laughs) And um, I know for her that a lot of times the challenge is that she really has to process her thoughts before she speaks. Whereas mm-hmm. people like the three of us, we're sort of thinking by, by speaking, which is sometimes painful for others. 
Um, but I think if you realize that, if that's, if it, that's a tendency as an introvert, then to just really be purposeful, which is what you were sharing about Brett, Abigail, that he's very purposeful ahead of time so that when the moment comes, he's not sort of on pause, you know, processing. Uh, you yeah. can always do that, but, but if you're going to meet up with someone and you're thinking and you're praying for them, then as the Lord puts certain things on your mind about questions you might want to ask them or to check in with them or things from the scriptures that you think might encourage them, you know, try to capture that, try to write that down so that you remember it the next time you see that person and, and you could share that with them. So great question by Daniel. And again, we'll have another question, a listener question for you guys on our next show. And if you'd like us to address something specific, email us at info at intotheharvest.org. And I'm like I'm saying, I'm, I'm really excited that we can what we're doing on this show, hopefully will be directly connected to issues that you're facing as you try to make disciples in the everyday places of life. Andrew, just some quickly on something you said. Uh, you helped me out a while ago with this with Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And you always told me to consider, uh, let us consider before you meet with a person. And that was a helpful tidbit for me. Um, can you just expand on that one? Because I don't want to let that one go, man. It helped me a lot thinking about how to encourage the person before I meet with them. Right. Yeah, yeah we sometimes make a, a corny joke about uh, the uh, fellowship salad from uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verses one of the best. That's and good. That's good. And it's because in the NIV a translation of the scriptures, it says, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards loving good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together. Let us. As some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And so there's real, <laughs> really three lettuces there in Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Um, what happens before and then gathering and then what happens while you're gathered. Mm. So before you even gather, you're considering how you can spur one another on towards love and good deeds. So fellowship really starts before you even come together because you're, you're thinking ahead of time. Mm of how you can encourage the people that the Lord has, has put in your life. Then you gather, and while you're gathered, you encourage one another uh, as you see the day approaching. So that's the um, fellowship salad from <laughs> Hebrews 10, 24, Thanks, yeah. and 25. Well, today we're going to talk about keeping the main thing the main thing, which I think is never more relevant than in January 2021. <laughs> um, <laughs> And for, for those of you who want to stick around, we're going to be talking about uh, our view of how believers should think about events that happened in the Capitol over this past week. So that's what we're going to finish the show with. I think this main topic is going to be relevant, though. Um, years and years ago, probably 25 years ago, I was at a uh, prayer breakfast, and an old farmer who was not the guest speaker, there were, there were several pastors of large churches that were going to be speaking at this prayer breakfast and I don't remember anything said by those pastors. I'm sure they were eloquent um, and definitely used to speaking in front of crowds. The only thing I remember from that prayer breakfast is an older farmer who I think was giving some introductions. And he said, um, he said the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And that has uh, stuck with me now for 25 years. And it's really something I've come back to. Uh, over and over in my own life that, you know, the main thing in life is to keep the main thing, the main thing. And that's an ongoing challenge. So today we're going to talk about how do we as believers 
keep the main thing the main thing. And maybe a good starting point is just to try to capture what do we see as the main thing. So Keith, I know you've been thinking about this in your own view. What is the main thing that we as followers of Jesus should be staying focused on? Yeah, that's a man, great question. And I think it's one that we have to often <clears throat> revisit because uh, it's easy to get away from the main thing. I think that's why he said that quote so eloquently and so powerfully, because it, it really does make sense. Uh, but for me, I think uh, the main thing really is, is, is Jesus and who he is, because who he is defines who we are. Uh, Andrew, I know you like to make that, that statement a lot. And I think it's so true. Uh, this is a random story, but I think of the prodigal son and how he got away from his father. He had everything he needed, and uh, he ended up in a in a pigsty, and uh, that really forced him to think and consider uh, what was the main thing. It was cool because it says that he came to his senses, and I think we're going to have several moments where we come to our senses and remember that we have to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus uh, because that is the way, like uh, when Paul talks about learning how to be content in every situation, being brought high and low, uh, he goes back to Jesus. And uh, everybody knows Philippians 4.13, but I think it's what's right before that, talking about being content, uh, whether being brought low or high, on plenty or nothing, uh, it's Jesus. And with him, we can do all things. How about you, Abby? When you think about uh, the main thing, either something that Keith shared there or, or something that immediately jumped yeah, to I'm mind? I mean, Keith just said Jesus, so I'm not going to be like, you know what, actually, (laughs) I will. I mean, spot on, Keith, really. Um, And I think, I I mean, I just had written down like Jesus and him crucified, like, so I just added on, Mm. but really Jesus, so period there. But um, I I think this is, uh, is where we do get caught up because it's so simple that we like to add stuff on. Mm. <laughs> we just can't help ourselves. <laughs> it is uh, from from you know Genesis on. We see humans adding commas and buts and you know parentheses and all the other things that we like to add on to Jesus. So I think it's really important for us to 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 talk about it here and for us to always be reminded um, that this is this is the main thing and uh, to bring us back. Uh, and I have to think about this a lot when a lot in current conversation in the world, spoiler, it is mm. everything that people talk about. You just get your blood pressure starts to go up. And the only thing that really can bring it down is this Jesus mm. and Jesus crucified, you know, for my sins. Um, so, yeah, I agree, Keith. Uh, <laughs> But try, Andrew. Try to add something. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I can. I can add, but I don't know if it's a good thing. I know. Um, no, but you know, this is when you think about keeping the main thing. The main thing. Well, the main thing we we agree it's Jesus, and um, I would say that you know Paul talks in Second Corinthians eleven, and he has a concern for the believers there in Corinth. And he says that he's afraid that their minds would be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. And so, like you said, Abby, it it is so simple. It is so uh, basic that it's actually very easy to get led astray from. And that's that's not a modern-day problem. That's a problem that goes all the way back to the New Testament. And Paul was addressing it in 2 Corinthians with the believers there. 
that their minds might be led astray. And so, so Jesus needs to be our focus, but the, the act of keeping him the main thing maybe is another way of describing discipleship. Uh, living this life of devotion to Jesus is like an ongoing challenge. So I think that's where it gets um, challenging for sure. And sometimes a little complicated because it's not always black and white uh, of how we do that. How do we stay focused on Jesus, which is why we're doing this show. Um, We often talk about the master, the message and the mission. And I think that that's a good way to think about staying focused on Jesus. Like all three of those things together Mm -hmm. help us stay focused on the main thing. So the master being Jesus himself, but also his, his message, Jesus's message is something that is a, a main thing for us, the gospel, and making sure that that does not become um, distorted or, or swapped out for something else. So what are we talking about? Which I think we see happening a lot in modern Christianity that people are talking about Jesus, but then you hear the message that they're proclaiming and it's not the message of Jesus. It's not the message that we see in the gospel. And then the mission that, that our master has a mission that he wants his people to be involved in. And so staying focused on Jesus as our master, the gospel as his message, and the mission of being ambassadors for him and making disciples for him, I think uh, those together make up the main thing for me. Um, because if you just say Jesus, well, I mean, different people can, can read into Jesus their own message and their own mission, and we, we want to make sure that it truly is the Jesus, the message, and the mission that we see in the scriptures that we're staying focused on. So let me ask you guys, what are some of the threats and challenges that you find yourself facing on a regular basis that, that you have to overcome to stay focused on the main thing? Abby, what about you? Um, I think probably the biggest one today are just the, the various like um, funky theologies that are, are running around. Uh, and like you said, you know, we can all say the name of Jesus and then we kind of have to be like, but what do you mean <laughs> by that? Um, and so I, I think for me, the big thing is really making sure that when I'm reading a book, that's not the Bible, that I really make sure I at least know going in where that person stands, especially if they're talking about faith. Uh, Probably one of my biggest pet peeves of all time is someone quoting like a spiritual book to me. And I'm like, that is not the Bible. (laughs) And I get a really like angry face, just like that one. So I think that's probably the biggest threat is, um, is taking someone else's word as gospel. And so I think uh, just really the only solution to that is just being like really immersed in the word. Um, so I'll go ahead and say the solution to the threat that I see. Can I do that now or do I have yeah. to wait? No, go for okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I want to do this right. Okay. So um, I like, like you remember that farmer, um, there was this really fantastic uh, World War II vet um, who was a navigator. And I, he, I heard him speak like, over 15 years ago or something along those lines. I'm not good at math. Anyway, um, he has since passed on, but his words have stuck with me. And those were that he wanted to spend more time in the word of God than he spent any 
in any other hmm. literature or listening to something or anything along those lines. And uh, we were talking about this before the show started, and we were marveling at the fact that this was even before social media. So as I have then taken his word and then had to apply it to my own life, it's been a challenge. Like, I have to think about that. And it is truly the only probably good way to stand up Mm -hmm. against that threat is to be in the word more than I'm taking in all these other sources. So it's an ongoing thing, but it's worth it because... It's important. <laughs> so. Yeah, Keith, I know you're um, right now. I know you probably wouldn't share this, but I mean, you're doing that right now. You're spending intense time mm-hmm. in in the scriptures with some of the folks that you're discipling. Yeah, maybe share a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, a buddy of mine, Jake, Jake Tracy. We're going to do the trying to do the Bible in 90 days. So spending a lot more time in the scriptures on a daily basis. And it's not easy, like you said, because uh there's a lot of time and your brain wants to go off and wander. Uh, but I'm going to take you guys a little bit behind the curtains because Abby said something. Uh, what she said before the show was that it wasn't before social media, but before iPhones specifically. <laughs> she said iPhones. So, oh, thanks. But, thanks, Keith. <laughs> no problem, Abby. I got you. <laughs> but uh, for me, one of the obstacles, I would, I would have to go with uh, going back to that main point about who Jesus is. Because when Peter uh, denied Jesus, the big question was, uh, do you belong to this man, you know? And Peter said, I don't even know who he is, you know? Mm-hmm. And he did that three times, and that was really what got him because uh, it was the identity, you know? You're going to get pressure from people, from uh, the world, from religious people, and that's going to that's gonna be it, you know? So uh, you really have to be firm in knowing who Jesus is, Andrew. I like how you talked about Paul and uh, our sincere devotion to Christ. Like, I think that's going to be it because when it does get hard— and when we don't feel like talking about Jesus or identifying with him, wherever we may be, uh, we know where to go back to because uh, our identity is, is secure in him. Yeah. No, I think you guys are, are hitting on the same thing that I would want to emphasize. Um, and I guess I would just maybe put the emphasis on the same thing, but maybe from a different perspective, which is... Um, you know, really daily seeking the Lord. You know, Abby, what you were talking about, where you want to cross-check everything hmm. with the scriptures, hmm. reminded me of of Acts seventeen eleven, where it says that the people were eager to learn from Paul, but then they went back and they examined the scriptures daily to see if what Paul was saying was true. And of course, we know God used Paul to to give us much of the New Testament. So. Um, but even for Paul, such a, um, a gifted teacher, clearly an apostle sent by Jesus, um, the people of his day were noble-minded when they listened to him, but then took, took his words back to the scriptures to see, does this match up? And I think for me, the, the big emphasis is on how I need to do that on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So kind of what you guys are both saying in terms of the amount of time that we allow ourselves to, to saturate in God's word is crucial, and then I think the frequency is is the thing that I would maybe encourage our mm-hmm. our listeners to to be mindful of. Is that each day we're being uh, bombarded, and especially since iPhones and social media. I mean, we've got this twenty four hours new this twenty four hour news cycle. Um, but even within the twenty four hour news cycle, it's almost on an hourly basis. If you want, you can get caught up in in the next um, outrage or the next exciting, juicy Mm -hmm. piece of news that's coming out. Um, And so we have to 
frequently um, draw away and seek the Lord mm. in the scriptures. I was just reading Zephaniah this morning um, when I was seeking to do that, to to draw near to God and spend time in the, in the scriptures. And that was one of the things that that he that God expressed uh, anger at, is that his people were not doing that, that they were not seeking him, uh, that they were just going about life um, day in and day out. Uh, and of course, they ended up getting off track with what God had called them to be and to do. So, you know, they lost sight of that identity huh. that you were talking about, Keith. So, mm-hmm. you know, daily drawing near to God and asking him to give me my marching orders, to give me perspective so that I don't get caught up in things that that don't really matter, or I don't have the wrong take on things that do matter. Hmm. So any, any last words on this first topic of uh, keeping the main thing the main thing, guys, before we dive into... No, I'm ready. Uh, let's do this. Let's get to the juicy part. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> I mean, I think it fits right with what we're already talking about. So uh, this show is is coming out on the, uh, the, what, the 14th? Is that right? It's going to be coming on Thursday the 14th. And so, you know, over the past um, week or so, there's been some, some pretty unprecedented events unfolding at the Capitol. Um, and then there's, you know, all kinds of, uh, of opinions and takes on what it means. So a question for you guys is, you know, how should Christians be thinking about these latest events in politics and especially what we've seen over this past week? You guys gonna make me go first? I don't know, Abby. You go. You take your shot first. You, you <laughs> got the boldness. You got the boldness. She was ready. So, oh, I'm super ready, you guys. Um, for one thing, I think the real takeaway from this podcast is to go read Zephaniah because um, that's random that Andrew was there as well. Um, I I read it last week, uh, which was during the whole um, when things were going down. You're listening to this well a week later. So I hope that when you hear this, you know, you have a real handle on the situation and you're like, oh, they just don't even know. So that's my prayer for the future. But um, until then, it was really, this is a perfect example of what we just talked about, of being in the word daily is so Hmm. awesome and hopeful Hmm. when you're dealing with serious drama in the world. Um, I was, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) sorry. Okay. I don't have COVID. I'm fine. Um, It's okay, you guys. So I like just um, whatever day that was where I woke up and things had really, you know, gone gone sideways in the world. I read in Zephaniah uh, 9, on the same day, I will also punish all who jump over the threshold to fill the house of their master with violence and deceit. You guys, it felt super relevant. Yeah, that was uh, (laughs) chapter two, right? Verse nine, or is that chapter three, verse nine? It's chapter one, verse nine. I was so close. Mm. You were so close. (laughs) You had three chapters to choose from. (laughs) 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 You just got really close there. I'm very proud of you. Um, (laughs) You got the verse number right. (laughs) True, um, you you said that, so. (laughs) I did say that. It's fine. I was going to give it to you. It's okay. Um, Okay, so the point is I, um, I felt really calm and peaceful. Not that anything had changed. Things right. were still bad. Um, I then went and hung out uh, with a, a, a believer, and uh, she had been listening to the news, and she'd been on social media. She'd been seeing all right. the things. And poor thing, she was 
in a state. Mm. And I was kind of shocked. I was sort of like, oh, whoa, okay, we're going to be there, you know? And I was like, right. I tried to like rise to the occasion and, you know, meet her with the information. And then I just stopped and I was just mm. like, but Jesus is still king, which sounds so trite, but it's not. <laughs> so, um, so I guess the, I don't even remember what the question was. <laughs> well, the question but, was, you know, how should we as believers... This, be thinking about mm -hmm. oh, the latest okay. events in politics. Zephaniah. So I think what helped me there in Zephaniah was that there's nothing new under the sun. Mm. We have a baby country. Mm. You know, it feels like it's been around a long time because it's been around our whole lives. But mm. just because of that, it's very tiny and, you know, small. We're still like probably adolescents. And uh, it helps us to know that Jesus is not surprised by any of these things. Um, we can look for the truth with a capital T, and we probably won't find it amongst the facts of this whole situation. But we will find the truth, capital T, um, in the word um, as we fellowship with believers and are encouraged by, with one another. So if you have to step away from the 24-hour news cycle to get that perspective before you go back in, mm. like do that. Mm. Like that's probably my biggest advice. Guys, I deleted like everyone off of Instagram. <laughs> Oh, so, wow. I'm feeling very zen. Wow, watch so. out. Watch out for Abby. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I actually had a similar response. Um, for the month of January, I was just trying to not be distracted as much and uh, really zoom in on that Bible and uh, decided to take a little break from social media. So just for the month of January. Um, but then our neighbor came over a little frantically. She's awesome. <laughs> awesome neighbors. But she's like, did you guys hear the news? Did you guys hear what's going on? And I was like, oh, what? what, what? I was like, whoa, 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 what, 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 what's going on? So uh, I think I think for us, I think we should just slow down. Like that would be my advice to my neighbor. That would be advice. Um, uh, you guys bringing out some Old Testament right now. So I feel the need to go, go deep back into the Old Testament. So uh, back in Judges. <laughs> Uh, I want to. I want to make sure I pronounce yeah. his name right. Was it Jephthah? I think so. Jephthah. Okay. Jephthah. Yeah. Yeah. He had this awesome, awesome battle. Beat the Amorites. Um, you know, God had given him victory, and in his zeal, he made a very poor decision. And he said that the first thing that I see when I get home, it's yours, Lord. I'm going to sacrifice it. And uh, yeah, if you guys are familiar with that story, it happened to be his daughter, which is very tragic. Uh, very just like, oh, man, it, it punches you in the heart, you know. So I see a lot of believers and non-believers just being very quick to uh, to make a decision and to take a stance on something that needs nice. a little bit more time to stew. So I would just say slow down, like take it to God. Uh, right. I'm not saying that if it comes up and somebody asks you a question that you can't address it or that you can't um, – have an have a, have an opinion on it, but uh, just don't go too fast. Slow slow down, Jeff. Just slow down. Don't don't mm. hurt your daughter. <laughs> man, this, man, That's we good. Could really, we could really talk about this for a while, but you guys, those are great great um, insights, and I love that Keith about the idea of slowing down. It reminds me of the Philippians four: Don't be anxious about anything, mm -hmm. but in everything by prayer, and that's what's going to unleash the the peace of God that will guard your hearts and your minds. And that really reminds me, Abby, with what you were saying with your friend. Um, it's not a knock on on her because I've no, I see this no. happening in my own life all the time. <laughs> yeah. And, and this was the second question that we were going to try to tackle: is what are some of the mistakes that we see believers making during this time? And you know, Keith, you just shared one, which is you know, rather than being quick to pray about what we're anxious about, as we see things happening in the world around us, 
we're quick to share them with others. And sometimes we share them on social media, which means that it just gets amplified uh, even more. Um, you know, Jesus said that um, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, mm. or that the, the, mm. what comes out of our mouth is, is um, a revealer of the treasure that's in our hearts. Mm. And, um, and so that is something that is kind of telling, that when we do interact with people, what is it that we're sharing with them? And is it, is it characterized by having peace and trusting God that he is in control, like you were saying, Abigail? So I think uh, th- those are some of the mistakes that we see ourselves having to, to face in our own lives and, and some of the mistakes that we see other believers around us making. Because when we do try to, and here's what's really bad, when we, when we rush to address these cultural issues that we see, um, and we're not doing it from a place of trusting God and having his perspective, then we're going to communicate the wrong message in the wrong spirit in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and that last one, I think, is, is the one that the, the real uh, punch in the gut is that you know, Christians are, are rushing to speak on topics in the name of Jesus. And, um, you know, they're not really speaking faithfully for him. So for us, you know, we, it's not that we want to put our heads in the sand and be un, unaware of the challenges that we see in mm. the world around us and in our country, but, but we do want to have that higher perspective that you were talking about, Abby, with, with the book of Zephaniah and really the whole Bible, and then um, have some yeah. good practices <laughs> of start with prayer mm-hmm. and be slow yeah. to, to speak mm. and mm. Uh, trust mm. God. Well, we're going to um, wrap it up with that, friends. We want to thank you for being with us today. We want to ask that you subscribe, rate, and review the show. If you're not already connected with us, connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. We promise that we're going to be trying to live what we're preaching today, and hopefully those will be places where you can be encouraged and get that perspective that Jesus is a living Lord. He's a risen Savior. He's a soon-coming King. Um, He's not stressed about what's going on in the world, and nope. he's calling us to trust him. So, guys, it was great to be back. Yeah. We will see yeah. you in two weeks for episode two <laughs> of season four. All right. See you then. Bye. Thanks for being part of our community. If you find this podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to listen to it. You can share it on social media with your friends. Or you can support it directly by visiting our website, intotheharvest.org, clicking on the donate link, and becoming a monthly giving partner. When you do this, you'll receive a thank you package with some great ITH gear. Thank you for supporting the show and helping our small team make a big difference for Jesus. It's listeners like you that make this ministry possible.